Ocean Sports. This is Tyler Wood, and I'm your host. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, going to have a little bit different of a layout today in terms of how we're going to run the podcast. Like I said before, our first episode, if if there's big political news and there's just a lot going on in that section, we'll we'll start out with that and then transition to sports. Right now, I don't have too much on sports and stuff that's going on, as most of the action is going to be this weekend. So we'll definitely have you covered in in Monday's podcast episode. But for now, just got a lot to talk about in politics in terms of what's going on. As I'm sure everybody's heard in terms of uh, with COVID and with the Biden administration as a whole, where they have now announced mandates for basically the U.S. work workforce and uh, just going to dive into a little bit of that. Talk about more about the. Um, the whole situation with Biden's DOJ and what they're doing in terms of going after Texas now and suing them over the abortion laws. So that's pretty much what our episode is going to be about today. So, uh, like I said, more sports this weekend. We'll have our sports episode releasing tomorrow uh, on, on the college football week two. We should have a preview article coming out today on uh, on that about 10 a.m. So if you look once want more sports look into our articles but for now today's pretty much mostly going to be about politics so um with that said gonna dive right into the to the first topic um it's just about like i said talking about what biden did he's now mandated in terms of the vaccine he's done it for uh originally it was just for federal workers and they still had the option to get weekly testing to be able to in his terms slow the spread of the virus um but here we are sitting here in case numbers are 300% higher than they were uh, at this point last year on Labor, around Labor Day weekend. Um, I know we're a little bit past Labor Day now, but around the same time frame. But uh, So we have now 75% of the whole entire U.S. population that has at least one shot got about roughly about 55, 55%, 58% that has been fully vaccinated. And we have case numbers that are at 300% higher than last last year so in terms of that that doesn't add up at all so instead of looking at okay the vaccine's effectiveness may not be as much as we thought it was going to be we're just going to turn around and we're going to mandate it for the entirety of the workforce and what biden has done he's worked with the department of labor in terms of just mandating it for any business that has 100 or more workers and in that aspect they have given them the opportunity to get te- get tested weekly instead of getting the vaccine, but that's still besides the point. We're gone from two weeks, I mean, 15 days to slow the spread to now everybody's got to get vaccinated if you want to keep your job. And if you if you really truly understood what the Democrats were about, what Biden ran on, what they intended to do, this is basically this is basically it. This is what you expected. Me, I knew from the very beginning this was something that we were going to have to look for um, down the line, and it didn't take long. I mean, we're only technically eight months into Biden's presidency, and we're already sitting here with basically a whole federal mandate in terms of the vaccine. And I know a lot of people have already said, of course, you know, oh, you can just get tested. You can opt out of it. You're missing the whole point if that's your mindset on it. And the whole point of this is we have a a United States government now that is mandating something that you have to put in your body that has only had, basically, by the point it was approved, only had eight months of long-term testing. And we don't have any long-term 
long-term testing in terms of what the side effects are going to be long-term or what the, the outcome of it's going to be. And it's already just not off to a good start because, like I said, in terms of where we're at from this point from last year, we're already at a higher case rate in terms of like 300% higher than last year. So, like I said, what they intend to do is just go ahead and mandate it. And <clears throat> while you can, like I said, do the weekly testing, that's just besides the point. It's not about it's not about the testing. It's not about that. It has everything to do with just government overreach as a whole. And you sit here as an American and you wonder how we got to this point. And it's simply because we just slowly, little by little, allowed them to creep into our lives and be able to gain that control. And at this point, yeah, it's... it's it's a lot to take in. It's a lot to keep up with because it seems like there's something new all the time in terms of what they're doing. And, But I just encourage you before I continue on with this is just fight back. I mean, I know that seems easier said than done with all that's going on and how it just seems so big in terms of the situation and just wondering how you get it to stop. And you're, you're, no one's ever going to do it by themselves, but we just have to all do our part. If we all do our part, there's no way they can stop us. If, at this point, the workforce, I mean, 20 30% decide, okay, enough's enough, and they decide to not take the vaccine, not to go forward with the, the, with the, with the test, they say that's government overreach, we're not doing it. At that point, the workforce crumbles, they would have no choice but to reverse the decision on it. So, now, does that necessarily mean that's exactly what's going to happen? Maybe not, because I don't see a ton of people being willing to, in terms of, uh, in terms of this, that just go with the testing route. I can definitely see that happen, because, I mean, obviously, you leave your job, you're in a hole, so no one wants to do that. But there's got to be some type of pushback, even if it's small, even if it's just your opinion, if it's just you voicing your your objection to this, that's what you got to do. Because we got to start somewhere, and we got to start pushing back. If not, they're just going to keep going and keep going. And I know this is not—we're not at this point, but I want to use an example. I typically try to stay within the the realm of U.S. politics in terms of just what's going on in the U.S. But I'll give you an example of what's going on around the world in terms of COVID. If you look over at Australia and you see what's going on over there, they were similar in terms of they had. A democratic society. They were, uh, they were naturally free. They were what people considered somewhere you would want to go, somewhere a society that you wouldn't mind being a part of. And you look at now, they're probably one in the, I mean, one of the worst. I'd say police state, totalitarian states that you could have in this whole entire country. I mean, this whole entire world. And you have now where they have these camps that they're setting up for for people that are testing positive for the virus. You have people that are still on lockdowns from the the past 18 months that we've been in this. They're still doing lockdowns over there. They can't get the cases down. They continue to rise. And they keep having to go back into these lockdowns. I mean, I think this is their fifth or sixth. It may possibly even be more. But people have just lost so many, so many freedoms. I mean, they're only at the point now where they're regulating. I saw one where they're regulating how many beers you could drink. And during a during a time frame, saw so another one that says you can only have like an hour outside of your house in terms of exercise. And they're saying if you get vaccinated, oh, you can have you know another hour. But you shouldn't be in terms of a population. You should never get to a point where they can mandate if you can be outside of your house for an hour or two hours. 
And if you're at that point, you're you're not a free society anymore. You're not a free society at the point we're at now here in America, where we're being mandated vaccine, you know, being mandated to get a vaccine just to work at a job. But anyways, going back into terms of Australia, they're just they. I mean, they've lost basically all their basic freedoms in terms of as a society, and. It's scary because you can see kind of the, some, some of the same correlations of what happened there that's going to happen here. And, yeah, when we say conservative here and we talk about freedoms in general here in America, it's definitely a it's definitely a whole different term in terms of what it is everywhere else. Now, they can have conservative people in other countries, but they're still very liberal in terms of thinking, in terms of uh, progressive. They're, they're you know, pro all these different things that necessarily conservatives in America are not. So little by little, you I mean, even if you're still voting for a conservative, they're still pushing these progressive ideologies over there, and it just continues to wear away and wear away at your, your freedoms in that country. And so at this point, they now sit here with – eventually they got to the point where they had to give all their guns away in a buyback program, and they have no way to defend themselves against the government. And obviously, giving those guns back, there's no, there's nothing for the Australian government to be afraid of. And so they move forward with uh, lockdowns, and there's just nothing, nothing to stop. And now, like I said, they're at the point where you're just locked in your house, and they're monitor. Now they pass bills where they can monitor your 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 uh, device activity in terms of your phone, just anything they want, they have access to, and there's nothing you can do about it because there's no way to fight them back now. There is. People would definitely have to be brave in terms of just going after straight after the government. But obviously when you're, you've gotten to a point where you're that comfortable and you're not doing anything at this point, it's pretty much lost in terms of that. So <clears throat> what I'm trying to say is, though, you look at that and you see kind of the steps that were taken in terms of how Australia got to where they're at now. And you can kind of see the correlation in terms of where the U.S. is going if we don't make a difference and we don't change stuff. Now, going back to where we're at, talking about in terms of what the Biden administration has done to continue to get us to the point where we're at now, where we're at, vaccine mandates. You mean, you just look at it in terms of how they just keep breaking it down slowly. It was eventually it was uh, we're just going to do testing and mask on federal grounds and then we're going to go from there. And then, OK, we're going to require vaccination for federal employees. But, oh, you can still get tested if you'd rather just get tested instead. When I, you no longer have that option. If you're a federal employee and you don't get the vaccine, that just fire you. So you're out of a job and you have no choice whatsoever in that matter. And it's just absolutely scary to see in terms of that. So uh, in terms of how they're enforcing it, like I said, it's a hundred. If you're a business of a hundred or more workers, they're planning to make you force your employees to get vaccinated or be tested. And if you don't comply by the rules if you have any violations any violations it's up to a $14,000 uh, fine that you could get so extremely expensive and just hard to not follow but you're going to have to get to a point where you just I mean those fines don't matter if you're going to fight back you just can, you just don't pay the fines you just don't comply you just don't do anything they tell you to and that's a scary position to be in because obviously the government is powerful but I mean, this is exactly how America became free in the first place. You had a tyrannical government, a overreaching government that told people how they had to, what religion they had to follow, what they had to do, what laws and regulations they had, and they ended up coming over to America, founding America, and built it up, and then they had the war 
over in terms of America's independence was able to get independence. Now you say, oh, that's a totally different time frame in terms of, you know, what happened. And yeah, you're right, that is a totally different time frame. But what people fail to miss is that freedom is never something you're going to stop fighting for. There's always going to be something you have to fight for in terms of keeping it that way. Yeah, maybe stuff in terms of small stuff. And that's where it really does start is the small stuff. When you give in to just, I mean, you name anything, the small stuff that's happened over the last couple of years. And it turns into just slowly snowballing until it is big stuff like this. And at this point, it's hard to, to get it back without confrontation. And so in terms of what's happening with that, I think you are about to see a lot of confrontation in terms of this because already we already know this is going to be challenged in court and it's probably going to make its way to the supreme court at some point and i think once it hits the supreme court i think you're going to see i mean obviously there's going to be one or two decisions that's going to happen they're either going to allow it to stand in terms of what the order is or they're going to say this is unconstitutional and they're going to drop it now the only question in between now and then is is this going to be allowed to stand in between now and then, like, is this automatically going to go into effect right away, or is it going to be, you know, is there going to be a a block on it, just or, or, you know, a stop on it just for the time being? So that's the only question between now and then, but when you get to when this gets to the Supreme Court or this gets up higher in the courts, the decision is going to uh, obviously going to be, is it going to stand or is it not? And I think this is what's going to happen. You're going to see one or two things in terms of, in terms of what happens. If Obviously, if it if it's ruled unconstitutional, all conservatives, all Republican governors, they celebrate, you know, this is a win for freedom in America. Uh, Biden, you know, obviously gets upset, says, you know, I tried to do what was best for the country. He'll get brownie points with the Democrats, obviously furthers the divide in the country and allows him to, like I said, look good in their eyes. But let's say this decision does say it does get uphill. Uh, do I think it will? Uh, to be honest with you, I don't know. And the reason why I say that is because I know a lot of people are saying, "Oh, Tyler, they got a you know they got a conservative Supreme Court now." Uh, that that doesn't say much to me in terms of what how they've ruled. They've been very wishy-washy in terms of how they ruled. And I know there's a six to three majority, but the way John Roberts has tended to vote here over the last couple of years is obviously sided with the liberals more than he has the conservatives in terms of policy. And I don't – so that – you're already at a 5-4 majority in terms of that. So all it takes is one to flip sides in terms of just you know wanting to stay out of it, and the order stands, and you're basically at a point where it gets enforced. Or, like I said, this is where I said it in terms of something else that could happen. Even if this does stand, I don't think you'll see this just be the end of this. And this goes back to my question I asked in the last podcast, something I gave everyone to think about, just how much longer does stuff just continue to go the way it does when you have two factions in a country that believe total opposites in terms of how governing in a country should go. You have one side, the Democrats, who believe they should have power, they should be able to make decisions, they shouldn't have to have checks and balances, they should be able to do whatever they want, including being able to force you to inject yourself with a chemical just because they said to, even though it's continued to show it doesn't stop the spread in terms of the virus. On the other side, though, you have a Republican Party, conservative party, that believes in freedom to do what you want, to live your life the way you see fit, to be able to um, 
make decisions for yourself and not have government involvement in what you think is best for your life. So, like I said, you just got these two factions that believe from total opposites in terms of just how a country should be run. And you could, I mean, you obviously could see the divide over time continue to grow. The Democrats have continued to move further left, and, I mean, they're just at radical, they're at radical agenda levels now in terms of what they're trying to propose. And, obviously, as a conservative, as a Republican, you're not you're not going to agree with that. You'd rather, you want your freedom, you want the ability to choose for yourself in terms of, should I be injected with this? And, like I said, it just, it can't continue at the way it is. And it's been obvious for a while now that the Democrats are not going to stop. And so even if this, like I said, in terms of how this decision goes, if it, it, if it stands, you're going to see conservatives continue to fight back. They're not just going to lie down and say, okay, it's over with. Everyone's just got to get it. That, that's not what's going to happen, especially in a country where you have such a heavy split in terms of population. I mean, it's, it's easily probably close to a, I'd say, 50-50, you know, 53, you know, 53-47 split. You know, just something along those lines. You don't know exactly what it is. But no matter how this situation ends up turning out in terms of the ruling – Neither side is just going to stop. I mean, like I said, if it rules to stand, I think you see an acceleration of the process. If it doesn't stand, I think you see just a slowdown of the process. Because this is what, in terms of what I was asking, how do two factions continue at the rate they're at? Just let me explain that for a second. I, this is what I think. You can disagree with me. You can say I'm crazy. That's fine. But I think at some point there's going to be a – there's going to have to be some sort of separation in this country. And – I know some people are saying, "Oh, that's crazy. That's 1860. You know, that's that happened in the 1860s." And I ask you, what exactly did that happen over? It happened over states' rights, and it happened over, you know, in terms of uh, slavery, in terms of a moral wrong. So you're sitting here looking at it. You look at the same thing. You got federal government trying to take away states' rights over a moral wrong in terms of forcefully vaccinating people against a disease that has a 99.9 chance of survival for most age groups. So basically, in terms of everything, you got basically a very, very similar situation. And the thing is, people just don't want to acknowledge it. We've lived this, like I said in the last one, we've we've lived this cushy life where we've gotten so satisfied. We don't expect nothing to happen. We expect to just continue on and not have these problems like we had in the, you know, the older days. But you're coming to a head of a same situation that there's going to be a breaking point on this because, like I said, at this point, the Democrats are not going to give up. They're going to continue to fight for their agenda. They're going to continue to push any way possible to have government government in your life as much as they possibly can. And on the other side, you got a group that wants you to be able to be free. And these two sides are not budging on that because it's not something as a, as a conservative and as a Republican, you're not budging on that because freedom is a human right. It should be a human right wherever you're at. And it's... It's just terrible to see in terms of how Biden is with this because I was listening to him when he was talking in his his press conference about these new uh, mandates that he's that he's putting out, and he was talking about how this isn't about your freedom, this isn't about your rights, this is in terms of just getting a vaccine to make sure that you're that you're safe and that others are safe. So, like I said, there's just no regard there for the rights and the freedoms of Americans. And this is exactly how they use it. Anytime you've had a communist regime take over, a socialist regime take over, they always use the whole idea of, oh, this is for your safety. This is what you're supposed to, you know, this is, you know, we're here to help. This is, uh, 
we're just here to make sure that you have everything you need so you can live a good life and so you can be safe and so you don't have to worry about other stuff. But that's not how that's not how it works in life. You have to be able to make decisions for yourself. You have to have that freedom to be able to have a good life. And people don't understand this until obviously it's taken away. But like I was saying, though, you have these, like I said, two sides that just cannot continue on this this path. And at some point, there's just got to be a there's got to be some breaking point where it just stops because we've been going on now since it i mean at least 2015 2016 where it's literally been nothing but a fight on terms of every situation on what someone believes i mean you can't even give your own opinion without being being canceled in terms of um in terms of cancel culture you just you can't and so at some point there's got to be there's got to be something that happens and i'm not quite sure exactly what's going to happen in terms of that but it's obviously going to be either violent or non-violent. And, uh, that's why I said at some point you, there's just got to be a decision that's made. And there's got to be someone that has the guts to be able to make that decision. And like I said, there's a lot of logistics and there's a lot of different stuff that's going to have to play into that. But, I mean, I know I love this country, but I love my freedom because that's what it's founded on. But you have a whole other side that's trying to take it away and you just continue to have that taken away. At what point can you finally just say enough enough's enough in terms of our freedom is worth saving in terms of saving the whole faction as a whole and i know that's that to some people that sounds like giving up and i'm not going to give up obviously this is what we're all about here at revolution sports is trying to make that difference and trying to make that change but in terms of reality where we're at if it gets to this point now where they're just going to start just taking away our rights however they feel you know however they feel to in terms of federal overreach, there's got to be a point where we say enough's enough. And like I said, I don't know how that how that goes in terms of what's going to happen. That's obviously going to be up to political leaders in terms of how decisions are made and what how to move forward in terms of that. But you can't just sit back and tell me that you expect people like Ron DeSantis, Greg Abbott, um, just these other re- strong Republican governors that are just going to allow their their um, their citizens to just be taken advantage of and lose the rights because that's not obviously that's not going to happen with and you can see that in terms of how they govern and how they've um, made their legislation in their states and and in terms of how they already were about protecting their states i I think honestly i think it's just going to get they're going to be in terms of wanting to even more now because biden obviously in his speech said that he's going to use his federal his his federal powers in terms of uh, quote unquote, what the Constitution gives him, uh, he said that he's going to make sure that they're basically removed out of the way so they can basically shove their agenda through in terms of what they want to do for COVID, which we obviously all know is not just about COVID. And so I think now you're going to see those Republican governors fight back even harder knowing that they have someone who's actively trying to remove them in terms of what their role is in terms of the in terms of the state. And that's why I was talking about last one in terms of how they want to just federalize everything, and that's basically what they want to do. If they could somehow find a way to remove all the governors, you know, mayors in terms of that, they would do it because they want you to be in a totalitarian state like China where there's one group, there's one ruler where they make decisions for you and you abide by it. And like I said, if they could get to that point, they would be so happy, and that's what they're trying to do. And that's why Biden says stuff like, oh, we're going to make sure they're moved out of the way so we can so we can do this how we want to do it. Because they keep saying that they're they're hindering in terms of how um, how COVID has um, – in terms of stopping COVID, they're hindering how they uh, – the response in terms of how they want to do it. And 
that's the thing, though. you got two sides. Like I said, one's talking about your, quote-unquote, safety in terms of helping protect you, but the other one's worried about your freedom. And, and in terms of who I'm going to stand with, I'm going to stand with the people that choose freedom every time. And it just goes back to a quote that I, mean, I think of when I hear stuff about these people sacrificing uh, there's, you know, freedom for safety. Think of what Ben, uh, what Ben Franklin said. He says that any society that would give up a little, little liberty to gain a little security will deserve neither and lose both. Um, and it's so true because the more you say, you know, oh, we'll take safety, we'll choose safety every time, they'll find some way to take those rights away. And like I said, that's exactly what happened in Australia, and that's exactly what they're trying to do here. Australia, it was, give us your guns, we'll protect you, you know, less shootings, your children will be safer, we'll be able to, you know, we'll be able to make sure that none of, none of the bad things happen here, we'll make sure that, uh, make sure you're protected down the line, and then they take away their guns and they have no way to fight back. And I know you, you say, oh man, that sounds, you know, sounds violent, no one's going to use guns to do that, but... If you think about it, why haven't they gone any further than what they have gone? Because if you honestly think it's just because of a piece of paper that we have, you know, in terms of the Constitution, if that's not the, that's not what's stopping them in terms of that. Because obviously, how they keep legislating and how they keep making these laws, they've basically already torn it up and they keep laughing at it. The only thing that's stopping them at this point is the weapons that these U.S. citizens possess. And you know they're scared of that because, I mean, if you look at it, I mean, there's three over 393 million firearms in just the U.S. alone. They almost account, just the citizens in terms of the whole entire world, account for almost 50% of all firearms arms owned in the whole entire world. So you, you know that, that they're scared of that because they know what can happen if they continue to continue to push. So slowly and slowly they, they try to degrade you know, degrade your rights in terms of just continue to try to slowly take it away because they know if they push too hard and all at once, it uh, you'll have major blowback. And like I said, they're they're getting they're getting closer and closer because they're just continue to try to do stuff like this in terms of what the mandates in terms of just keep pushing and pushing because they want to see how far they can go with it before before something happens. And I think that's what you're you know, like I said, you're seeing with this now, and I think it comes in part you know in part this happening i think they're getting the democrats in terms of a whole i think they're getting frustrated because we all we all know biden's not running things he he comes up there and he talks he gives his 10 minute speech but he can't even answer one question after his whole entire speech on on you know something as big as mandating a vaccine for over you know two-thirds of the whole entire workforce and so we know someone else is pulling the strings and i think everybody involved with that is is just getting frustrated and that frustration is leading over into terms of okay, we're we're getting frustrated with this. We're having stuff happen with Afghanistan that's looking bad for us. We're having inflation. We're having con, you know consumer prices that are rising. In terms of everything that's going on, it's just looking really bad in terms of us. So we need to do something to to crank the narrative up and show that we're still in control. And so what they do is they send Biden out here with these new rules, and that I'm sure they know are unconstitutional. But in terms of it, like I said, it gives them an out in terms of if this gets sh- shot down. Oh, we tried to make sure that everyone was, you know, everyone was safe, but the Republicans got in our way. So this is something that I'm I can guarantee you they'll use as a talking point in next year's 2022 election, and also something that they, they'll use for the 2024 election when we get around to that. So, like I said, in terms of this, I just feel like they think that they can't lose as long as they. Um, as long as they push this, because like I said, if it goes through, they've encroached on your freedoms further. If it doesn't, they can use that as a talking point for their 
for the elections coming up in terms of safety. So, uh, in terms of that, this, I mean, that's in their eyes, it's a win-win. So, uh, I think this is a, you know, that's what I tell people sometimes. Uh, this is, this is what it kind of looks like if you back an injured animal, you corner an injured animal, they just lash out. So, I think that's what you're seeing because I think they're really hurt in terms of they thought this was going to be a lot easier in trying to continue to push this agenda through. They swore up and down when Biden was elected that this was a mandate from the American people that they should shove this radical agenda through and just reshape America like FDR did back in the nineteen, you know, nineteen early nineteen fifties. And um, so that's what they continue to say. And I think they're just they're hurt at this point because every time they've tried to push anything super major in terms of just legislation between you know the Senate, Congress, and you know signing at the president president's desk, they've just been met with instant pushback. And so they they're not getting what they thought they did. So it's really just frustrated them, and this is just how they're lashing out in terms of that. So uh, someone said that I was talking to said you can probably expect it to get worse before it gets better, and it probably will because at this point, like I said, whatever happens, they're going to try to use this to continue their mission of what they want to do, and so it's it's only going to get worse. That's why I continue to say just be ready. In terms of something happening, because something's got to at some point, there's got to be a pushback from us conservatives, from these Republican governors, from Republicans as a whole, because if not, we're going to continue to lose in these fights like this. So in terms of that, um, that's what's happening in terms of the vaccine mandates, and I'm sure there'll be more that comes out with that as we see these executive orders in their their whole when they're finally signed and when they're finally released to the public. Um in terms of anything else in politics, going to just for a quick minute just say something about how in uh, in Texas now we're talking we've been talking about the uh, the abortion laws in terms of what they've been doing over there. So right now in terms of that situation, Biden has seemed to have directed his DOJ to sue the state of Texas over this abortion law, and it's hilarious in terms of how everything that Biden says he wasn't going to do, he's done in terms of going back to the mandates for a second. He said back in December of last year that he didn't believe it was the federal government's job to mandate vaccines and that he wouldn't do it. And here we are, eight, nine months later, he's done that. And then he also talked about how when he was running, how he wouldn't use his DOJ to actively go after, uh, you know, wouldn't weaponize his DOJ in terms of what his agenda was, but allow them to act on their own authority. And But then turn around, and he says he's directed them specifically to go after this this Texas abortion law and sue them. And he also did a similar thing in Georgia where they had the Georgia voting laws that were passed. He sent the DOJ after them as well. And so he has weaponized the DOJ. And like I said, anytime they make a promise, you obviously can just expect it to be broken. So um, this was no surprise. But in terms of what's going on with this uh, – they sued in terms of saying that this was unconstitutional for Texas to be able to do this um, under different different statutes and different you know amendments in terms of that. A lot of people, like I said in the last one, they try to use the Fourteenth Amendment as a uh, you know a right to privacy, but you don't have in my in not in my opinion, but just common sense just to tell you, you don't have the right to kill someone else. So, and you have cardiac activity obviously with the six weeks that they're talking about in this Texas bill. So. At that point, you are killing a baby. You are killing an individual, and that's not a right. Um, so in terms of this, they're expecting this to – they're hoping that the Supreme Court will say that this is uh, – this Texas law is unconstitutional, and they're hoping to get to that point. 
Um, but in terms of what happened, I think when you saw this law was allowed to stand in terms of when they someone filed an emergency and, you know, injunction against this, but it was the Supreme Court voted five to four to allow the law to stand in place. And so I think that was kind of a precursor in terms of what you'll see eventually if this law gets, you know, if this case gets up to that point, which I'm sure you will see at some point because you got another one in Mississippi coming up soon. So expect to see a lot of these cases coming up. Um, but in terms of how the Supreme Court voted, like I said, you have five that are definitely voting conservative and four that have definitely voted liberal. So, And that that was the vote that you had in – that was the vote that you had in terms of – this making sure this law this law stood so I wouldn't expect to see it voted any other way because I think I, like I said this is a precursor to you know what is going to happen so expect them to continue to go after places like this because they already said that they may use this as a precursor to go after other states so definitely look out for that but uh, other than that like I said there's not much sports but I will have I mean there's not much sports until this weekend so um, join us tomorrow as we have our college football week two preview show we'll have some more predictions for you and get you know get you ready for all the games tomorrow and then monday we'll recap those games and we'll also recap some of the nfl games that are going on over the weekend as well so looking forward to that and we'll catch y'all in the next episode